Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, October 5th, 2021, and I'm your host, Arielle Taylor, with my co-hosts for the evening, Lavendar and Anastasia. And just a heads up that Mercury is retrograde until October 17th, and you can read about that online, but this seems to be a pretty bad one. Uh, Things not working right, um, computers and stuff like that, so heads up. And we do have a few spots that have just opened up for the November Pleiadian lineup Starseed Quest Arkansas, and that's November 12th through the 15th. And if you want more info, just write to crystals at starseedhotline.com, and you can get all the details. So Maria is our special guest this evening. She's a Canadian-born galactic mystic, ordained high priestess, astrologer, channeler, and a certified Dakini of Tantra education. She's also a medical clairvoyant and crystal Reiki master, a multimodality energy healer, and a certified Pandora Star deep trance meditation expert and the owner of the Cosmic Candle brand and metaphysical shop. In 2012, Maria had her spiritual awakening via a series of magical journeys with a shaman, which led her to her connection with the stars and her Andromedan and Pleiadian star lineage. The Cosmic Candle is a candle magic ritual and altar supply shop for the modern-day mystic based in Hawaii and online. They offer custom divination, intuitive readings, workshops, classes, and various multimodality intuitive energy healing services. Their shop offers an extensive selection of intentional and eclectic candles, oils, herbs, and incense, and so forth, for manifesting desired outcomes for the benefit of all. Maria is offering an ongoing discount on her site for our Starseed listeners. Uh, Just enter the code STARGAZER. And her website is thecosmiccandle.com. At the top of the show, it's Anastasia's Starseed News, bringing topics of interest to starseeds not heard in the mainstream. And we'd like to thank Kathy, Jada, and Fiona for hosting the switchboard tonight for any who may have a question or comment. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'd like to thank, uh, we, we also have an online starseed community at starseedhotline.ning.com, and it's a safe place to connect with other starseeds thanks to Tammy's watchful eye. You can download our shows on iTunes or right here on Blog Talk. If you'd like to show your support of our program, then please just click follow on our page here, and you'll get our biweekly show notices if you enable those notifications. Our main website is starseedhotline.com. The Stage 1 Starseed confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings in your natal astrological chart, and the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one Zoom session available with Lavendar, Anastasia, Emerald, Miara, Riley, or myself. And Riley, Emerald, and Miara are now available for the live Stage 2 sessions. So with them, you'll be able to have a Starseed consultation in a matter of weeks rather than months, as it is with Lavendar and I. And if you have a birthday coming up, 
you'll get an hour, uh, 10 hours of power, and you can find out exactly when that happens by requesting your solar return timing, and that usually takes less than a week. So first up tonight, I'm going to get my screen switched over here. We have Anastasia and the wonderful Starseed News. Good evening, Ariel. Hello, everybody. Hey. Um, hi. Before we get started, I was just messaged by a regular listening to, listener to the program, and according to them, the uh, website for Blog Talk is not showing us up as live. So can somebody out there check that and let us know? Um, I was told apparently there was a message that the host hadn't signed in yet, so somebody needs to check that. Well, maybe they checked it 20 minutes ago. Because I can only log yeah. in 15 minutes ahead of showtime. Right. Maybe but it says, okay. I see a big red sign here that says on air. So, oh, okay. Um, All right. Good. Yeah. Good. So I think we're well, good. Well, I'll, I'll, they're just going to have to wait till I can get back to them on that. Maybe they'll figure it out. Okay. Well, good. All right. Let's get into our news tonight. Missed you last time. That's terrible. I'm very glad to be with you tonight. I um, was going to start out with some NASA news. Uh, NASA is, like everything else, getting a bit more complicated. But what they've done now is... They've split the Human Spaceflight Directorate into two new branches because they're reorganizing its uh, Human Spaceflight Office. They want to do that to boost their efforts to send manned ships to the moon and Mars. So they're taking the current Human Exploration and Operations Mission Directorate and turning it into two new entities called the Exploration Systems Development Mission Directorate. That's one. And two is Space Operations Mission Directorate. So there's the ESDMD and the SOMD, two different offices. Uh, the NASA administrator said this reorganization positions NASA and the United States for success as we venture farther out into the cosmos than ever before, all the while supporting the continued commercialization of space and research on the International Space Station. So if you follow NASA, just be uh, wise to that. There's going to be two new acronyms to learn and to follow, two different <coughs> mission directorates to follow. Well, exciting news out of New Mexico, and it's so odd because I was just talking with someone about this two days ago about human footprints found and what were the area's footprints. Well, check this out. Human footprints have been found in New Mexico. Uh, new scientific research, which has been conducted at White Sands National Park, has uncovered the oldest known human footprints in North America. This new discovery reveals the evidence of human occupation at least 23,000 years ago, tens of thousands of years earlier than previously thought, or at least thousands of years earlier. The fossilized human footprints were buried in multiple layers of gypsum soil, and seeds embedded in the footprints were radiocarbon dated and analyzed by the USGS to establish their age. The finding dramatically extends the date range for the coexistence of human and Pleistocene life forms, that's Ice Age, and confirms that humans were present in North America before the major glacial advances at the height of the last Ice Age. They say that the footprints left at White Sands gives a picture of what was taking place teenagers interacting with younger children and adults. We can think of our ancestors as hunting and surviving, but what we see here at White Sands is also the picture of play and of different ages coming together. 
precious insight into these early people. Footprints revealed that they were running around. They were different ages. Well, wow, isn't that something? In addition to human footprints, tracks from the Colombian mammoth, saber-toothed cat, the dire wolf, and other ancient Ice Age animals have been discovered at White Sands. And findings about this are detailed in an article published in the journal Science. So if you want more details, check it out. Amazing. And uh, speaking of uh, ancient times or older times, uh, findings and such, at Stonehenge, conservationists are having to repair some stones. It's the first uh, restoration since about the 1950s or 60s. Conservation workers have started a new round of work at the famous Stonehenge site in southern England. The stones have cracked and fallen over several times in our modern history, and at the turn of the 20th century, a strong winter storm caused one of the monument's horizontal lintels to crash to the ground. And extreme temperatures related to climate change have further strained holes and cracks in the, in the stones, and they say that could pose more stability issues in the future. So plans are underway to make more lasting repairs uh, well ahead into the future decades to come. They're starting it now, and they're making plans to continue to repair it and to cover uh, repair things they haven't been able to get to yet. So I think maybe there's some fairly extensive work they want to get done there. Well, here is a wonderful story about people and animals, and in this case it's about a man. It's a story about a man and a bird. They have this adorable bond after a chance roadside encounter, and now they go on bicycle rides together. Um, uh, He named the bird Patch, by the way. Um, He found this injured baby bird lying on the road when he was riding his bicycle home this spring. He took it up, named it Patch. Um, He made a little nest, took him home, made him a nest, fed him scrambled eggs, berries, and bread, and eventually when the bird was able, he gave him mealworms. And now Patch is alive and well. He's healthy. He flies and but the, he flies wherever he wants to go. He let you know he flies into the woods. But the strange thing about the story is that the bird will come to this man when and the man's named Michael. When Michael calls for him, the bird named Patch will land on Michael's shoulder, gives him beaky kisses, and rides on the handlebars of Mike's bike all the time. Will sail down from the sky when Mike's out riding around, land on the handlebars, and ride around with him for quite a while. Now. In the village, the man and the bird are just adored and now famous, of course. Uh, Patch happened to be an honored guest at the community wedding. They invited the bird. And the man, well, he's a celebrity, too, and he tells us that he loves the bird so much that, as a matter of fact, one night he slept outside overnight because the bird didn't come out of a tree. So Michael took a, a blanket and laid out under the tree until morning when Patch came down from the tree to be with him. Now, sometimes Patch will go inside the house. It's a little cottage where Michael and his elderly mother, she's in her 70s, they live together. And the, the bird will frequently stay for a sleepover inside the cottage by its own choice. It can leave any time it wants, but it wants to stay, and it will sleep over. It'll sleep on the bedside table next to Michael. And when walking along the man outside, he'll, stop down, he'll hop down from the handlebars to play or off his shoulder um, and they play games together. It's an unbelievable story. So everybody in the town is aghast at this because it is a moment of unusual interspecies devotion. It's very obvious that Patch and Michael love each other very much. Aww. 
a baby bird and a man. How sweet. I had a story for you like that a few weeks back. This is a different story. Different bird, different man, but how sweet. All right, well, here's one that'll make your head scratch. And you know what happened in Italy? And I thought to myself after I got this ready for the news, I thought, man, if this happened in the United States, there'd be lawsuits. Probably something on the old Jerry Springer show. You know, it's not around anymore, but some kind of reality TV. People would be throwing chairs at each other. All right, let's find out how Italians handled a difficult situation. Okay. Uh, two moms realized that their daughters were switched at birth. That's right, they did. Two women that were accidentally switched at birth. Now, by the way, the women are 23 years old, 23 years old now. Um, but what happened was, from the time they were three years old, they were raised as sisters by both families. So here's what happened. A girl named Katerina and one named Melissa uh, are 23 years old, and they're from the same village in Sicily. They were born 15 minutes apart way back in 1998, but a hospital mix-up caused them to be raised by the wrong mothers. Uh-oh, somebody put the wrong bracelet on the wrong baby. Well, it wasn't until the girls were three years old that the mistake was discovered. And how was it discovered? The mother uh, was picking up her daughter, named Melissa, from nursery school when she noticed the striking similarity between one of the other children with Melissa. The other girl's name was Katerina. Uh, Katerina's resemblance to her other two daughters. She said, I recognize then Katerina's mother the child that looked like her two daughters. The mother was there, and the mother of the first girl said, I remembered her from the maternity ward, and I got suspicious. She was in the maternity ward when I was, and her daughter looks just like my daughter's. Well, 15 days passed. They got together. They agreed to do DNA tests, which is remarkable. And they just absolutely were astonished because she said it was surreal and absolutely impossible. They found out that their daughters had been switched that they were each raising each other's daughters. Well, they, they debated about what in the world are we going to do about this. They had quite civil conversations, quite tender, actually. And so they decided that maybe they would have to trade babies, three years old at that point. And the, the woman that we first started talking about, there's too many names, so I'm not going to give them up. You'll get confused. But the first mother said, I challenge anyone to raise a daughter for three years and then give her up over a simple mistake. So they talked about swapping babies, and then they decided, well, we can't do that. That's too hard. So what they did was they decide, decided to have their daughter spend time with both parents. And these children were just acquainted up until then. They went to the same school, nursery school. <clears throat> but they had no idea they, of this until they were three. So the mothers decided to have them spend time with both parents. And then they moved in together. They moved into the same house in an effort to make everybody feel as comfortable as possible. They were trying to get the, the natural biological daughters used to the mothers and, and vice versa. But the experts suggested, the experts involved suggested that the girls spend six months apart with their biological families, but that only lasted three months. The two mothers, according to their own testimony, said, we cried on the phone to each other day after day, and after three months we couldn't resist. So we met and we promised never to separate our families. So what happened, the girls effectively grew up with four parents and eight grandparents, and the experiment worked. They get today, they tell us they're more like twins than sisters, and there is a love which binds two families 
with one connection, their babies were given to the wrong household. And they've lived happily ever after. Oh, my wow. gosh. I, I can't imagine wow. Americans doing it. It's It's really, really something. What a thought. I think brotherly love may come easier for Europeans. I'm not sure. But how lovely. It's an amazing story. Amazing. All right. Well, um, in a world first, England is going to require all new homes to have EV chargers. New houses, I should say. They tell us that people's garages are increasingly housing electric cars rather than gas-powered vehicles, and there's a growing need for adequate charging infrastructure for the cars. Well, the British government is well aware of that, and so they've decided to introduce legislation that will require all new houses and offices to feature electric chargers in England, a move that will make it the very first country in the world to do just that. And as part of the new law, all newly built houses and offices will have to specifically feature smart charging technology that can automatically charge vehicles during off-peak periods. Every new office block will also be required to install a charging point for every five parking spaces. So as we can see, the world really is following its talk and beginning to move into the preparation for the um, phasing out of gas-powered vehicles. And in Australia, what a story this is, guys. You know, every country in the world wants to have renewable energy, given the climate and all of the discussion about the world and what we need to do. Um, but not every country can have renewable energy. There are poor countries that can't. They don't have access to resources to make the switch. For instance, in Australia, the Northern Territory has an abundance of space and sun. It's ideal for harvesting solar energy. But Singapore, on the other hand, doesn't have any access really to the space required for this kind of renewable energy. They want to transition to renewable power, but they, they don't have the means to get it. Well, uh, there's a new ambitious project that wants to connect the two countries so that Australia's sunshine can be sent to Singapore, solving the issue of space that Singapore, pays, Singapore, excuse me, Singapore faces and allowing them to reduce their use of fossil fuels. So what's happening is now they've developed something called the Australia-Asia Power Link Project, and they're forming a gargantuan uh, Solar Creek project on 12,000 hectares of arid land just south of Darwin. And uh, it's a huge plant um, that's going to make tremendous amounts of power. They say 20 gigawatts. Uh, it's almost 10 times the size of the world's current solar power installation that's in India and more than 30 times more energy storage than the last world's biggest battery project. It's huge. And all this sunshine power is going to go north to the coast through overhead cables and will continue northwest to Singapore through around 2,000 miles of high-voltage marine cable placed along the seafloor. Uh, it's going to go through Indonesia as well. It'll supply up to 15% of Singapore's electricity and power 3 million houses. Um, they say that represents a 11.5 million ton slash in CO2 emissions. It's equivalent of getting rid of 3 million cars, and Singapore is expected to receive this Australian energy by 2027. See, the world's really getting serious. That's an amazing feat from Australia yeah. to Singapore. Wow. Well, <clears throat> we've all watched, uh, you know, dinosaur movies that showed, you know, the reproduction of dinosaurs from amber. You, know, you all know what I'm talking about. 
Well, a certain Harvard Medical School biologist is most famous for inventing ways of reading and editing DNA, but these days he has a new mission. He wants to bring back the woolly mammoth. There's a new company that has $15 million in initial funding, and they want to produce embryos of elephant-like mammoths in the next few years and reintroduce them into birth ecology. They say it will revolutionize the study of extinct animals and perhaps mitigate climate change. I don't know how they figure that. I really don't. But they tell us that the tundra of Siberia and North America, where the giant animals once grazed, is warming. Today, the region is mostly dominated by moss, but it used to be grasslands. Researchers are theorizing that if they reintroduce woolly mammals into Siberia, that would break up the moss, knock down the trees, and provide fertilizer in the form of droppings, which would keep the soil from melting and potentially lock away carbon dioxide. They've spent the last eight years to develop the tools for recreating mammoths. They analyzed the genomes of woolly mammoths collected from fossils, and their aim is to remove the DNA from an elephant egg and replace it with the mammoth DNA. The researchers are also looking into turning ordinary elephant tissue into stem cells and growing them in an artificial uterus. It's safe to say that bringing the woolly mammoth back remains a long shot, not to mention it prompts a huge number of ethical concerns, but researchers point out that even if its effort is unsuccessful, well, you know, this controversial ambition will get out, could save uh, species under threat from diseases by uh, persuading science to do genetic research um, in everything under the sun. So um, they're hoping for PR and that it modifies our attitudes towards genetic engineering. So we'll see if they manage to make the woolly mammoth, which is actually going to be an elephant with mammoth genes, if they succeed. All right. Well, you know, I've lived in the desert much of my life, and it really can get hot. And if you live in Arizona, Southern California, you know, Nevada, et cetera, and so on, any place else in the world that's got a desert, you really kind of need air conditioning. Well guess what? They've invented something that enables us to do without our air conditioners. Really? Well, it came from Purdue University, and a professor of mechanical engineering and his students have created the whitest paint on record. Well, when they set out to develop a new paint, the goal was to create one that would reflect sunlight away from a building. It turns out that they also set an official Guinness World Record for the whitest paint on the planet. He said, when we started uh, this project about seven years ago, we had saving energy and fighting climate change in mind. But they found out that the paint reflects 98.1% of solar radiation while also emitting infrared heat. And because the paint absorbs less heat from the sun than it emits, a surface coated with this paint is cooled below the surrounding temperature without consuming power. Typical commercial white paint gets warmer rather than cooler. Paints on the market that are designed to reject heat reflect only 80 to 90% of sunlight and can't make surfaces cooler than their surroundings. But with this paint, they did an outdoor test with an ambient temperature of 43 degrees. The paint lowered the sample temperature by almost 20 degrees. He said that's more powerful than the air conditioners used by most houses. They've already filed patent applications and they're working with a company to get the paint to market. I think that's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Can you imagine 
the power that will save if it works. And if it's safe, who knows? Incredible. And another invention that is pretty important for people to know about is a team of scientists in India have developed a thermostable variety of insulin, which eliminates the need to keep it refrigerated. This is a scientific breakthrough. Uh, two scientists came up with this. They mixed amino acids and peptides and remixed them and found a way to prevent the solidification of insulin molecules when they're not refrigerated. They say a person will be able to keep it outside the refrigerator for as long as they want, which greatly enhances a diabetic's ability to travel or to go anywhere in the world when they don't have a refrigerator. All right, our last story for tonight. It's a three-dog night, or rather it was. Remember three-dog night? Well, there was Mm -hmm. a recent three-dog night, and it wasn't a music uh, group. Uh, Three dogs were stolen from a pet care transportation van in a city last week. They were. They were being transported, three little doggies, in a van, going somewhere. Somebody stole the van. The dogs were gone. This was around Chicago. A man was driving the van, and uh, the van was belonged to the company called Dogaholics. And Dogaholics was transporting the dogs, which was a, a black and white Great Dane, a brown short-haired pointer, and a black short-haired pointer. And when he left the truck for a moment, he left the keys inside with the doors locked, he said, and he parked in an alley. But when he come back, he saw multiple people inside the vehicle driving away, and he contacted the police. I don't know how they got in there, but a bunch of people jumped the van. Well, the workers from the company, Dogaholics, and by the way, this company provides a lot of services for dogs. They groom them, they board them, they take photographs of them. I don't know. They do all kinds of things. Walk them, I suppose. Well, Dogaholics posted this uh, theft on their social media accounts and asked the public to please help them find their van. Well, only a few hours later, uh, the, the truck, the Dogaholic van, and the dogs, named Keith, Pappy, and Stella, were recovered just a few blocks away after a citizen called in. Dogs were fine. They were put back with their families, according to the Dogaholics social media page. So, happy ending. Dogs got home. Uh, the three dogs had quite a night. <laughs> and yeah. I'm going to leave you tonight with what Charles Dickens said. Just think about this. Wow, in this world today. I love it. Have a heart that never hardens and a temper that never tires and a touch that never hurts. Yeah. Huh. like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Really love it. Worth memorizing, I think. Might call it up to say it at certain moments when people are blowing their stack. From my heart to each one of you, I love you all very much. You have a beautiful couple of weeks. Walk in beauty. Thank you, Ariel, for the chance to be with you tonight. Well, th- thank you so much. And I guess I ought to mention that you know, we're going to our Starseed Quest next week. So it'll be three oh, weeks gosh. from is it tonight. That time already? Is that time yes, already? Yes, it is. Time. Yeah. Is anybody out there experiencing the rapid uh, transfer of time that I am? I cannot hold on to the clock. I just have no sense of the days. Everything is flying at light speed. Are you experiencing that at all, Ariel? Anybody else talking about it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Every time I turn around, it's Friday again. I mean, so. it's, it's awesome. I, I, and is everybody else kind of having a hard time keeping up with stuff? I mean, really? It's like yeah. everything else is going faster and faster and faster. 
So, okay, so it's that time again for the question. Okay, yeah, yeah so it'll be... You'll be going again. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, we're, only, we're leaving... a few days at, till Christmas. Uh, and never mind, go ahead. We'll be yeah, back. You're um, our, our, our next show, we're leaving next week, and um, our next show then will be on Tuesday, the 26th of October. Really? And uh, Wow. Yeah. Wow. Three weeks okay. from tonight. Wow. Well, I'll miss you terribly. Oh, okay. well, thank you. Nice to be missed. You guys are going to have a wonderful time. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. We're then, looking everybody. forward to it. Thanks so oh, much, I, Anastasia. keeps you going. I know it does. Yes. Okay. Welcome. Good night, everybody. Good night. Okay. So now I'm, okay, get Lavendar's mic open and our special guest, Maria. Get your mic open. <coughs> okay. We're ready to go. Lavendar, are you there? I'm here. Okay. All right. Is she there? Yes. Maria, you ready I'm to here. go? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Okay, so you're there in Hawaii. We're here in Arkansas, and Ariel's in Georgia, and we'll make this work, okay? <laughs> so... <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and um, how you came to be a starseed. Just just start at the beginning and just take us on a little journey. Sure. Okay. So I was born in Canada, and I've had a, a quite a big, um, I guess you could say, array of things I've experienced in my life. I was a gymnast for 11 years, competitive. I have been a ski racer. I went to the Cirque du Soleil school. I trained under Cirque du Soleil. I went to fashion design school. And I was a showgirl in Las Vegas for about seven years. And then I also got into film and modeling. And I did about nine indie films. And then in 2012, I had an awakening with a shaman, um, deep meditation. And I just started remembering all of my past lives and realizing there's something here, there's something special I need to really tap into. So with all of this inner work and, you know, scanning the past lives and just just learning so much from these downloads that I receive, I, I realized that I have a huge connection with the Pleiadians. And that's when I first heard, heard about your whole website and everything, and I was really intrigued, and I had to get a stage one, stage two reading immediately. And it just confirmed everything that I was receiving. And this whole journey has been so much more beautiful and amazing walking the starseed journey because not everyone fully awakens in their lifetime. And I feel like it's a major blessing from the heavens that all of us starseeds that are waking up right now, we have a huge mission. And I really feel that all of our gifts are very necessary right now. And I tell everybody right now, if you're a starseed, it's no longer the dress rehearsal. Right now, it's showtime. We're here on the planet for this moment right now with everything going on. And we're here to ascend and assist others to wake up and discover their gifts and help usher this world 5D. Because right now we're in this polarity consciousness, 3D, scarcity, fear, lack mentality. And then 5D, it's all unity, all love. So 
we're remembering every day who we really are. And we're here to bring these gifts from past lives or masterships, as you call them, to this lifetime to do the major work for our soul's progression and ascension trajectory in a nutshell, basically. (laughs) Okay, so um, I noticed that um, you've been a performance artist for many, many years, and I think you and I talked. I said, you know, every time (laughs) anyone sees you up on stage or on film, you you have a code that you're passing on in your physical body, from your face, from your energies. A lot mm-hmm. of people on the planet are having that now. But when I yep. when I notice someone like you that really has it, I want to bring it up because um, your presence has power. And a lot of Thank people you. don't know <laughs> that they're walking around, that their presence has power. So when you got to yeah. Hawaii, when you got to Hawaii, did you start feeling like that some of the people in Hawaii started recognizing you? Did people just open their arms to you? Did they, did they um, give you more inspiration for staying and doing the job that you're doing in Hawaii? Did you feel like you were going home is what I'm asking you? All the above. So when I had finished my dance career in Vegas, I just came to a point where I was like, okay, I had a good run here in Vegas performing and doing all the artistic expression work. And I got a call from the universe and I picked up the phone metaphorically and spirit was like, Hey, it's time for you to help people. You need to be a healer. So I was like, Oh, sure. Okay. I'll take that. (laughs) So I got, I went into studying heavily, heavy duty and got all of my, certifications as a modality healer. I got ordained and just made sure I have like a a big list of credentials to have a wide spectrum of offerings for people because my mission is really big and it goes along with everyone else's mission together. So I just wanted to make myself super prepared to handle anything and help anyone who comes to cross my path. So I moved to Hawaii because that indicated, you know, I have had past lives in Lemuria, and I need to return home to that. So that is Hawaii, and I have felt the call here so powerfully and so supported by the Aina, we call it, the land of Hawaii, and the ley lines here, and I do grid work out here just for fun and put crystals everywhere, and I really enjoy doing that, and I've met so many wonderful people that have crossed my path and I guess my work is accepted really well because people appreciate what I'm doing and ultimately my work, I don't even care about the money aspect. That's just energy. I care more about people benefiting and changing their lives forever. That's all I care about. I really want people to realize their potential and power because We all deserve to live an amazing life. And my mission is to help people find themselves and live dynamically with their authentic expression. So in a nutshell, that's just uh, my goal for every day, whoever I cross paths with. So so let me ask you, you live on a very magical um, piece of property and ground there with the volcanoes and all the mystical energies Mm -hmm. that are the elemental beings. 
Have you had any experiences mm-hmm. with elementals? Have you dropped into any kind of oh. elemental magic that you're bringing through? Yes. Would you like to share that with us? Yeah. Yeah, I I, I work with the fairies, and um, I also have a strong connection. I get visitations very often. I'll get a download of information. I'll see certain things in the sky. There's a lot of ship here that I can see at night, and it's really very inviting knowing, like, we're not alone. They're right here. They're monitoring the earth, the Pleiadians. They're right here, and that's always a good reassurance in a time of such tumultuous, volatile energy. So I, I work on that with them and, you know, tune into their messages, and that helps me with my own personal self because, you know, we all have – something to work on or improve on um, to just, you know, become the best version of myself so that I can help other people. It's all about me helping other people so that um, everyone can live a happy life, basically. So, yes, I have. <laughs> so what, let's talk a little bit about how you came to know that you were going to make cosmic candles. Oh, what, yeah. What, how did that start and how did you arrive at what frequency that you're putting in the candles and and how do you put the frequencies in the candles? Oh, good great question. So I've been doing elemental white magic for ten years and I work with herbs, essential oils that I channel. I, I get messages from spirit to put certain oils and crystals in candles to almost like a spell. And, you know, when you spell it out, like abracadabra actually means to speak it out into existence. And I don't say that word, but I have been doing that work for about 10 years and literally is the reason why I've been able to manifest so many things happening in Las Vegas. So when I moved to Hawaii, there was a time where I was just, I used to live in Maui for about two years and the whole time I was just unwinding from the energy of the mainland and thinking about ways to help people. I wasn't sure exactly what that looked like. And then I decided one day to move to Oahu because it's a little bit bigger of an island with more people and more industry. So within one month, I house sat at my sister's house for a month. And just in that month alone, I got all of the downloads of everything, how to start this company, what the logo looks like, why it why it is that way, all in, within a month I started this company and then I went to an expo and sold all my candles there. I created my own candles. Like I used to use other candles from other stores, but now I'm like, I'm going to create my own and I want to bring candle magic here to Hawaii so that everyone can benefit where I'm living and I can teach people how to work this way. And it's really beautiful because the process can kind of get addicting in a way because when you visualize, basically my candles come with like instructions and writing material and how to do a proper ritual, taking the guesswork out of it. And it's so beginner friendly. And the system I've created literally puts people in this alignment to really attract everything they want. Like, it's all about their intention and their vision and acting on the prompts that you get from spirit while the candle's burning. These burn about for seven days straight. And 
I ask them to meditate and to visualize and think of how everything, I actually say it like this. So the law of attraction is something, right? I actually look at it as the law of vibration. If you're emitting the same frequency and vibration of what you want, it has no other option but to come to you. So I ask people when they're visualizing something that they want, let's just say it's a a beautiful home and a new car or something. I ask them, okay, put yourself in the future, time travel to a time where you'd think you'd have this in your life. And I ask them to literally visually put themselves in that scenario. I ask them to say, okay, what am I doing right now? Who am I with? What am I wearing? And what is the emotion I'm feeling of knowing that I have this house and this car already? And that raises your vibration as you're thinking about it. And it just further strengthens the attraction for it to come to you. So I've had incredible results with people following these instructions and working on their visions and everything. And, you know, I've had people burn a candle. I had a client that was, wasn't able to get pregnant for two years and she burned one of our candles and she, she was able to, you know, get pregnant after a month. And, you know, I've had some other people make an extra $10,000 because they're stranded and they need more money. So it's not necessarily the candle that's doing the job. It's, it's a, uh, it's like a, an object of the metaphor of what the work is doing. And they, they, they basically burn on your behalf for that desire, that inner flame within you that wants this so bad. So it's really about their effort and their vision and intention that's clear and concise about what they want. And that positive frequency and energy just brings it towards them. So it's a beautiful thing to see. So let me, let me just um, interject here for a moment. You know yes. when, you know when you know I do a lot of solar return timing for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and one yes. of the things that I tell them is in your ten hours of power, every cell in your body, of course, is going to be a thousand times stronger than any other time of the year. So I always ask them to make a list, and then I ask them to read it out loud three times, and then take that piece of paper and hold it up to the air and say these words three times: I offer this up, I offer this up. I offer this up for my solar return in most benefic ways. And then I ask them to burn it, the piece of paper with a candle. It goes into mm. sacred fire. So my teacher yep. told me this, that the written word on planet Earth is law. The spoken word is powerful. But when you burn that yep. piece of paper in sacred fire on your solar return with a candle, magic happens. So what I'm saying to you now, do you have a special candle called Solar Return Candle. You know what? You just gave me the next idea to come up with a new candle. I will actually make that specifically. That's such a good idea. We have over, we have almost 60 different types of candles. We have candles that help you remove negativity. Um, We have a Metatron candle, Merkaba. We have all the chakra candles, but that's going to be next because we usually release a new one every week. So we basically want to create a candle that can help someone with any scenario in their life. And we're pretty, the solar return I'm going to work on next. So thank you for the idea. And you should probably have have a little piece of paper 
written up about solar returns and how important they are. Yes, absolutely. Wonderful idea. Thank you. Yeah. You yeah, were and I'm inspired to make that. <laughs> as you were talking, I thought, oh, I've just got to tell her what I'm thinking about this solar return candle. It's got to be yeah. happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's amazing. So tell us now, a little bit. Now, we do bit have of, a plead in. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Tell us, tell us what's happening now in Hawaii with with the, the volcano. Did it spew a couple of days ago? As far as I know, it started going off a little bit. I haven't checked the status on it today. I kind of was tracking it when it first happened. And God willing, it doesn't overflow because the last time it did, it destroyed a whole area of the big island. And lava covered the whole area and people's homes were lost. It's very devastating. And I'm praying that this doesn't happen again. I hope it just kind of slows down and just kind of fizzles out kind of thing. So I, yeah, (laughs) I don't want to see anyone suffering from the volcano. We already have enough on our plate these days. (laughs) So, so have you been taking any pictures of ships or I know that when people come here to Arkansas at night, you can just take your iPhone and just pull it out in space, you know, in the dark night of the sky and start clicking and you'll get all kinds of pictures. All kinds of orbs. You no, know, I haven't done that yet. I'm going to start doing that. You should do that because I have, feeling, yeah. I have a feeling you're going to capture a lot of of elemental presence in your pictures. Oh yeah, I'll uh, if I if anything pops up in photos, I'll definitely send them to you. I just uh, I always find it so funny when you try to take a picture of the full moon; it just refuses to be photographed the way you can see it on your your eyes than the phone. It's just so funny, unless you have like a, t- a telescope and take a photo of it through the phone. Yeah, funny, you know, but the moon doesn't want to be photographed. <laughs> no, I think I think uh, I think you were here at that at the quest where this happened. We had yeah. a a gal from China. Uh, it was during the eclipse of 2017, and she put the iPhone up to the eclipse as the sun was happening. And uh, when it came back. She caught the bottom of a spaceship, and hieroglyphics were all in the bottom of the spaceship. Oh, I have and that, to see this photo. Yeah, That's incredible. It's like, oh my gosh, that was such a that was such a uh, a moment. <laughs> when we I all love saw that, that kind of stuff so much. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted to know if you if you have any pictures like that that that's been happening for you over in Hawaii, because I know oh, I'll I know definitely that take a lot of elemental energy that's that's bouncing around with you right now. And it's increased. Um, I saw a huge meteor this one night when I still lived in Maui. I woke up in the middle of the night at like 3 a.m. because I was thirsty. So I sat on the edge of my bed and I was drinking some water and I looked straight out my bedroom window. Immediately, the hugest meteor or comet just shot behind the volcano that is above my house. And I was like, oh, I was meant to see that. And, yeah. But I also have seen a lot of weird things, like it'll, I'll be looking at the stars, and then out of nowhere, something will bright, shine bright and then disappear again. And then I've seen stuff like zoom in from the left and then levitate up really fast and disappear, like all, all the time, actually. So I need to get my phone out and record this. <laughs> well, what, what, what I've been noticing with a lot of people is that you'll be walking through a room and, 
and over to the to the edge, there'll be a little movement, and you'll think, wait a minute, is somebody here? <laughs> and, yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, and you'll have a lot of yeah. energies that are swirling about us that some of them don't want to be seen and others do. So I'm seeing that yeah. a lot of elementals are starting to show themselves, the fairies, the gnomes. The, so yeah. Of course, you live in part of the country that has the, the brownies. The brownies are there in, in Hawaii. Yep. Also, I've been hearing the most crazy frequencies. You know how when we get the rings in the ear and it's like a DNA upgrade? I'm hearing yeah. all kinds of, like, symphonies. I hear people singing, and I'm like, wow, what's going on? Like, <laughs> spirits singing right now, or the frequencies, or the spirits are, you know, it's like it's almost like a symphony of sounds, and I could see they're, like, they're colorful, and they're, like, floating around me, and I'm like, what is going on? I'm, am I losing my mind? No, I'm I'm coherent and awake right now, and I'm seeing this happen. This is amazing. So that's been happening well, one of the things- lately, too. One of the things I've discovered is that uh, I, I don't know exactly why or how this all started happening, but the elementals have a different frequency now. You know, when mm-hmm. we get an upgrade on the planet, so do the elementals. Some el- elementals yeah. are really here to help us. Then there's some elementals that are pretty pissed off and they're mad at humans and they want to trick you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's you got to have your you got to have really strong discernment when dealing with elemental um characters Definitely. because yeah they they they're not all sugar and spice okay <laughs> yeah i also think that i feel as the more we wake up and awaken our we're carbon based but the more you awaken i feel like our dna is crystalline form becoming more crystalline in nature so that higher frequency is allowing us to see more than just what we would normally see like years ago. And well, yes, I because just think like, yeah. Yes. The, the more you rise in consciousness, the more will be revealed to you. Yes. And, and then you'll, and yeah. then you'll come to a plateau where you kind of go, please don't show me another thing. <laughs> please, <laughs> please don't show me yeah. that one more <laughs> overloaded. And, 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 and there's yeah. time when you literally have to stop and go, you know what, I'm I'm fixing to burn myself up if, if I go one more step further with this information. And, be, and because of that, you can pull yourself up. You know, it's like a filly in the gate. Pull yourself up. It's not mm-hmm. it's not time to 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 run yet. You know, keep your no. keep your alignment in a in accordance with who you are on the planet, and try not to. Mm-hmm. Step out and be somebody you're not. It's what I tell my people. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I actually welcome it. The more, I guess you could call high strangers or anomalies, I, I actually love that because it's just confirming me that we're not alone and spirit is very vast and we are so protected no matter what. And they're revealing themselves to me. And I just look at that as such a blessing and um a very good sign that everyone's going to be okay. I just keep getting this confirmation that regardless of what happens right now, in the end, like God wins and the creator is in control and we're going to be okay. I just keep feeling that. Of course we are. And the reason we're going to, the reason we're going to be okay is we chose to come and be here at this time. And we all kind of have to wait until everything falls down because Whenever everything falls down, we star seeds will rise, and we'll rise all at once. Yes. 
it's when yes. we rise all it there'll be a frequency it's and a, a resurrection. Yeah. And I call it the consciousness res- renaissance. It's gonna be yes. a renaissance coming. It is. It's it very is around the corner. Yeah. Yep. In fact it I think it kind of started last December. And then yep. when I heard, I'll tell you why, why I think that. When I heard that what they were doing at in Australia at Ayers Rock, and when I heard that oh. that lady went out to the middle of a pasture where the cows were, and a cow mm-hmm. came up, and she was holding the point and, and bringing, she was very concerned about planetary crisis, you know, and climate mm-hmm. change. That's what was her deal. And she said a cow came up and started crying over her shoulder. That got me so big time when I heard, I said, oh, my goodness, the whole consciousness is about to change all over the planet, including our animals, our cows. And they're crying because because no longer will people want to eat them. Yeah, and, you know, I've been having a really strong call to work with animals. Like everything else that I'm doing on the side, I really want to dedicate. I think I want to start an animal sanctuary and just dedicate a lot of my time to helping animals heal. And I had this strange download not too long ago about animals that are extinct. I think they spiritually they became extinct so that they don't have to suffer in the 3D world. I think they transitioned to another dimension to be in peace because humans, you know, as a whole, we don't treat the earth very well. And, you know, sometimes people don't respect Mother Earth and the animals. So these extinct animals are safer in another dimension, which is better for them. It's sad for us because we don't get to see these particular animals in physical form, but I, I feel they're on an upper dimensional level for safety and maybe hopefully someday in the future they can return somehow by a miracle but um, that's just kind of how I'm seeing it well it sounds like you've got so many things on your plate already Um, (laughs) (laughs) one more thing uh, that's a goal yeah (laughs) I'm quite ambitious but that's definitely something I want to give my time to because I feel connecting with animals is absolute medicine for people and for them too. So it's an equal exchange of beautiful energy and they deserve it. They're our friends and people need to treat them as such. They're our equals. You know, I I never did ask you, when you were uh, competing in gymnastics, did you ever try to go to the Olympics or did you ever do anything like that? I did. I definitely had that ambition. And what happened was I, um, my, I was, my back was very flexible. I had contortion-like flexibility. And at such a young age, I would think I was 11, um, there's a bone in my spine that completely slid out of the spinal alignment, which made my back very flexible, but also very dangerous and prone to a really bad injury. So they asked me to not do gymnastics anymore, which was heartbreaking, but then I got into other things and kept going. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, you heard? You did? Did you hear that Mount Charleston Lodge burned a week ago? Oh no, I didn't hear that. Oh. Uh, oh yeah. Terrible. And I remember you telling me the your story there. It was so incredible. Well, I just sat down and wrote some more about that story, which I'm going to be 
putting together with some other stories that I'm bringing now. Uh, but okay. it, it almost like, you know what, it was almost like a code to me when it burned. I thought, mm-hmm. you know, when Giant Rock cracked in, in Joshua Tree, that was a code mm-hmm. for me to, to get the information out to the world. Well, Absolutely. This, when I saw the fire at, at Mount Charleston Lodge, I went, okay, there, there's another code. And I know now mm-hmm. that I'm graded into doing something else. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. The the codes are time released. They're already set in place and they just I know. when the timing's right. Isn't that crazy? Divine timing is never late. Yeah. Well, I have a saying, do you want to be right or do you want to be on time? Exactly. I totally agree. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to be right or do you want to be on time? Well, I see what time yeah. it is. I would like to uh pass you over to Ariel, uh, my co-host, sure. and I am Great. so happy that you're in Hawaii, and if <laughs> I ever make it over there, I'm definitely coming to see you. You know that. I would love to see you. Yes, please. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lavendar. So, Hope you're doing so, good. And anytime you want to come on and announce anything, even if it's for five minutes, you you know you're always welcome, okay? Oh, thank you so much. So I back to you, Ariel. <laughs> Blessings. Okay. Well, um, you you just were talking about something that I would like to um, continue and um, expand on. I love that term, um, consciousness renaissance, or renaissance Mm -hmm. in consciousness. There's something about that that's so hopeful. (laughs) So tell me me more about that. Well, so I had this thought, you know, because of everything that's going on right now, everything is kind of inverted and everything's very polarized. People are strung out in very high fear. And this is just me experiencing certain clients and what they're going through. And it's a collective energy. And I thought, okay, well, back then we had the Great Depression. Right now we're going through the Great Deception. But the truth is coming out and we're going to live to see the Renaissance area or the era that gives me chills because the Renaissance era back in the day was incredible. And I think we're ready for that next step, which is going to usher in the 5d grid and the consciousness ascension. And it's just, I just feel like this beautiful new earth coming. So I just saw, like, the Renaissance era coming back for modern times in modern ways. So I really feel it coming. <laughs> oh, that's that's a really hopeful thought, and, and I think that yeah. the world needs, the world needs to, you know, to see that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And you absolutely. are absolutely right. I mean, there there is so much, um, well, you call it polarity. You can call it division, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, two opposing sides, you know, the competition where, yep. you know, people say, I'm right, no, you're wrong, no, you're right, I'm right. You know, all that right and wrong and yep. and all that is, is just, do you think it's... Downward um, spiral. Well, of course, it's downward spiral. But do you think that this is being, that the fire uh, uh, is being fueled? That there's like like up up on the so. you know high the higher higher levels 
you know, not we're not talking about our world leaders. We're talking about the the uh, the puppeteers who are pulling all the strings. I do. That there's there's like a a a, a, um, a competition to see who's going to win the Earth. You know, the Darth Vaders. Yeah, or, that's definitely or, or, the, or the or the or the Christ consciousness. That yeah. do you feel like that's so you I know think, something that's really being um, agitated and stirred up? They're trying to perpetuate this this I do. fighting. I do. I think the this is basically the war on consciousness. It's from it's going from dark to light, and. I, I, for some reason, I see a lot of timelines happening right now, and people can choose a side. Are you on the 3D timeline or are you going to jump on the 5D timeline? And that's what you're going to be experiencing. Uh, nothing exists without your consent as far as fear. So they're trying to create division between people agreeing this thing and people agreeing on that thing, which kind of concerns me sometimes because in order to move into 5D, we have to be on that frequency and, you know, people that are not on that frequency, there can be a lot of destructive arguments and that kind of puts us back in the 3D. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it just kind of, that's my concern sometimes, but ultimately I keep seeing multiple timelines converging into one outcome. And that outcome is, humanity restored, the consciousness renaissance and unity and fears completely diminished. I just see a lot of things coming. I mean, I feel like it's the worst is going to get worse before it gets better. So we're going to go through a little bit of hurdles, but in time, the, the weight will be worth it because something amazing is coming and we are so lucky to live to see it. We're going to see it. I, I really have this strong feeling that it's going to come through and blow everyone's minds in a good way, and our life will our life will be changed forever. I just really well, feel we like really that's need coming. that. <laughs> as, as you were talking, <laughs> as you were talking, I, I had this this image of uh, you know how they have the the rock climbing walls where people. You know, um, mm-hmm. they get the harness on and they climb up the rock. Yeah. Well, it's like humanity is is trying to climb this rock wall, and people think you know they take a few steps and then they fall back down, and then they take a yeah. few steps and then they fall back down, and then there's a you know a leading edge of people that slowly, steadily, one step at a time, they keep going up and up, and they're not falling back down. And as you yeah. were talking, I was thinking about. You know how many people that that we know that were climbing really well, and then and then they turn around. And it's like, oh my gosh, what are you doing back on the ground? You know, something yeah. something happens. It just yeah. like pulls them, and it's like, no, 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 you come yeah. right back down here and and quit trying to climb. I mean, <laughs> just see this. Yeah. You know, like humanity That's- trying to climb a rock wall. Yeah, it's it's not easy, and it's quite a trek. But like you said earlier, the puppeteers, they're spinning a reality that is not for the people, ultimately. And people need to realize, okay, I have the inner strength and the inner power. I need to step into that power and realize that, yes, we can collectively get through this, 
and we can make anything we want happen to override this. I feel the, the, the old guard is crashing down. And this is just we're witnessing the systematic destruction of the old guard so that the new 5D earth can come in. So this is why we're experiencing such, um, you know, problems all over the place. So much is happening right now. But people, I have faith in humanity. People are going to wake up at one point, maybe more truth will be shared about certain things, and we can all band together. Something's going to come where truth will be revealed. Humanity comes together and says, no more, no more. And they realize their power. And that's when the whole world will unite somehow, some way, by the hand of God, like an absolute miracle that is going to change everything forever. Uh, and and what do what do your um, your star family uh, um, do they are they giving you any clues as to um, you know like what to expect? I really, I, you know, I really, I'm I'm not really like well versed in certain areas, but I think our financial system is going to turn for the better somehow where everyone benefits. I also see something very powerful with free energy and I believe cures for all disease exists already. Um, I've been hearing a lot of information about the med beds that are going to be coming out soon. And these med beds, you sit, it looks like a mini spaceship and you come out of there, it can repair limbs that completely have broken off or, um, it repairs like actual organs and tissues and regrows limbs and all kinds of things. So there's a lot of new technology going to be coming out to help people heal. So I feel like technology that's going to help men, humanity and um, free energy somehow, hopefully <laughs> crossing fingers and that something to do with like the financial aspect of our lives that is going to change forever and something to do with a new type of internet that's going to benefit people more than what we're going through right now. Some things like that. I don't know much about the financial industry, but this is just the visuals I'm getting when I like connect with my Stark family. So um, it sounds pretty good to me. So I'm just, you know, visualizing (laughs) and praying for that for everybody and what what about the earth itself? Because she's also going through an ascension. Yeah. You know, yeah. with all of the, I you know. I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of weird weather. I mean, it's already happened. A lot of weird weather patterns. I mean, she's shifting. And I've been having so many dreams lately about tons of flooding. A lot of flooding. And I don't know why, and that kind of scares me. But at the same time, I just say, okay, everything is working out best-case scenario. And whatever happens with the earth as she shifts into a higher frequency, she needs to make changes everywhere. And that could be weather or flooding. And I'm praying that nothing happens to people. But I think that in order for to shift into this higher frequency, certain things need to occur to stimulate the changes. And I look at it as growing pains. So 
That's kind of how I yeah. see it. But I do like, feel the earth is going to improve, and we're going to be more grateful for the earth and be more nature-minded. I think everyone's going to wake up and treat the earth better, be more caring with animals. I feel there's a uh, almost like a reality check coming that people will see and be like, wow, we cannot take our planet for granted anymore, our animals for granted. I just see a shift happening in a good way. So, And that's, and that's part of the, the consciousness um, res, renaissance, yes. which I, I just, I love that yes. term. But, you know, <laughs> I, and, and you're so right, the, the, um, it's, a, it's just a giant wake-up call slap in the face it's like you know yep. you've been you know people have been saying for decades that you know climate change was just uh you know that, that wasn't true and that this, everybody was wrong mm-hmm. that they, everything will be fine. Well, you know what it, it's yep. gone from climate change to climate crisis. Yeah. And yeah. it's like mm-hmm. okay, yeah, how many times you've been flooded out this year? Um you think that we might uh take a little responsibility? For yeah, you know, like, because I, I think I think the Earth, the the, the if you want to call them you know the, you know catastrophes or or the you know the big mm-hmm. weather that the hurricanes and volcanoes and flooding yeah. and you know air pollution and what we've done to the oceans, all of that, it it's uh, it's it's gotten to the point where it's undeniable. So yeah. now, like, it's if like you know, listening to right Anastasia, like, wakey, wakey. <laughs> yeah, uh, listening to Anastasia's news over the past, you know, couple of years, there are more and more people coming out with great alternative yes. ideas, more progressive, yeah. more you know, earth friendly, environmental friendly, and myself, my own personal opinion, is that the degree of severity of um, you know, natural disasters is going to be proportionate to our degree of disrespect or respect. Exactly. I was just going to say it's like a karmic thing. So I also see metaphorically, I, I metaphorically I call it the storm, and we're just going to have to weather the storm a little bit for however long, but that's going to teach us a very powerful and potent lesson to never take the earth for granted again. I hope it really activates everybody, like every person on the planet to really think about, you know, our actions have consequences. And I really hope that more funding is offered to like the Tesla people, like the Tesla kids that invent these beautiful projects, like that one younger kid who invented this system to clean oceans like more money needs to be put into those kinds of projects than anything because these are solutions that will benefit every sentient being on the planet absolutely yeah it it, it really we have to take responsibility Mm -hmm. you know and i don't we have to do that before things can really change. It was like, okay, you know, we took and we took and we took, and then we polluted and polluted, and this it's time to pay the piper. And at the same time, we can't look at it as a negative thing. 
it's happening. There's nothing we can do to change it. And when it happens, you know, it will change our lives so much to where we won't repeat the same mistakes. And that's very powerful in my mind. It is. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of high-impact learning, and mm-hmm. um, and it's 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 something that that does need to happen. But if we, mm-hmm. you know, collectively, if you know, when you see the you know those old movies from the fifties when when people were building mm-hmm. bomb shelters and 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 yeah. you know people were turning into animals. You know, you can't come in my shelter, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just kind of being like that, yeah, that that mentality has got to go. Where, you yeah. know, if it We're hurts one person. Sisters walking each other that's home. right. If it hurts one, it hurts everyone. Oh, and, yeah. if, you know, if one person falls, we all fall to a degree. Yeah. So, yeah. And if we're going to uh, enter a hive mind consciousness, it, let it be a positive, loving one, <laughs> not a... Device not the one. Borg. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not. yeah. I mean, I mean, I see. I mean, wonder about the, you know, the powers that be in the third dimension. Just like, don't they watch movies? Don't they know what can yeah. happen? <laughs> you know, with yeah. especially with Star well, Trek and the Borg, and um, you know the, you know, the genetic, um, yes. misdeeds. You know, those kind of things. Yeah. It's like. Well, movies are movies, really they, they, they tell are us what we got to be programming. careful about. Yeah, but and you have to remember thing. the people I that stopped watching movies. I actually stopped watching movies um because I can't watch a movie or a music video and see strategically placed predictive programming because they want to share us their reality that we need to accept. But if we don't accept that reality, we have more power than them to create our own reality. Because if you notice in a lot of movies, there's a lot of detrimental things that happen in certain movies. And a lot of it has come true in certain ways. So if you can watch the movie and look at it as, oh, this is the reality they want us to accept and visualize and manifest because if they're putting it in our faces, they have full control of, your mind and we can't accept that so if you can watch the movie with discernment and see the messages and the clues oh this is what they're up to like movies like exactly. i am legend or you know other things like that don't accept that reality just look at it ah, it's just a movie this is not going to happen and i'm going to make sure that with the work that i can do for myself and other people so it is a little tricky trickster energy well yeah, well, we need we need more um, um, screenplay writers that yes. yeah. are giving us a peek at dessert. Exactly. You know, just hang yes, in there, exactly. Because if mm-hmm. you if you eat all your vegetables, you're going to get dessert. So you know, we have exactly. to we have to stay together. And and when the uh, you know when things get rough, extend a helping hand. Exactly. You know, love anytime one another. I get, yeah, that's really what it needs to be. Right. You know, I mean, pay it forward. Strangers helping mm-hmm. strangers, you know, random acts of kindness. And and we're seeing yeah, more of that. Yeah, we're all know, in this together. That's right. That's right. 
So um, I want to um, repeat that your website is thecosmiccandle.com, and you are um, generously offering an ongoing discount for any of our Starseed listeners, and the code is STARGAZER. Does it have to be all caps? All caps, and it's 10% off permanent for all the Starseed listeners. Like, it'll never go away. Just use that code forever and order whatever you want anytime. Um, I also have an Instagram. It's The Cosmic Candle. And we're also on Facebook if you type in The Cosmic Candle. So um, I encourage everyone to check out the website and just take a look at the descriptions of the candles. They all contain a special channeled recipe in each candle that pertain to the intention of the candle. And they also contain crystals. And how I make them is I work with Metatron for the most part, and I do Reiki, and I bless them a special way, and I work, I call in Metatron energies, and I charge the candles in a certain way to put my love and light into it so that it feels good. When people pick up the candle, they're like, oh, my gosh, I have to have this one or something. So um, Mm -hmm. they're really fun to work with. (laughs) And if anyone has any questions, feel free to reach out to me. It sounds like you've got, you know, you said like 60 different kinds of candles for various yeah. things. Yeah. Well, that's great. Money, so there's connecting some... with the Pleiadians, Archangels, um, aura cleansing, uh, candles for business, candles for courage, creativity. I have a violet flame candle that's really beautiful. I have a Merkaba candle. I have the 5D Earth candle, the Pleiadians, Starseed. Um, astral dream catcher, which is um, to help stimulate lucid dreaming, to you know pull messages from your dreams, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> cool. Well, it's just yeah. been really great to connect with you again because, like, we haven't seen you since Likewise. Arkansas, and um, I'm glad uh-huh. I'm glad that you're doing so well and that you have um, you know a very important role to play. So. Uh, thank, thank you. you so much. And I want to thank for... all of you guys so much because you, all of you, have changed my life and stimulated this journey for me because I've learned so much from your teachings and your astrology and the readings. Like everyone that has not gotten a stage one or two reading, do it. It's life-changing. So I, I want to extend my gratitude to all of you who put everything together Aww. for so long. It's, I am so grateful. Well, thank you. And it's, you know, seeing seeing star seeds claim their power and go out in the world and mm-hmm. start like you said this time for dress rehearsal is over. You know, it's showtime yep. and and they're they're going <laughs> yes. out and and they're performing. So, yes, you know, I'm rooting that, for all of you that are on that path. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very fulfilling to to see that happen for people. Yeah. And um Yep. Thank you so much for being with us thank tonight. Thank you. And uh, yeah, maybe, you, uh, you so know, at, at some point we might see you in Arkansas again. I'm thinking <laughs> about it. I'm going to try to see if I can come out this uh, next year, hopefully. I, I love the retreat. It was so amazing and so beautiful. It just felt like coming home to a bunch of people, like long-lost family, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it is. It is like that. Yes. So Very yeah, and we've got a we got a great new crystal mine that Tammy found oh, and, and wow. lined up for us. 
they've been closed for a long, long time, and they finally reopened. And this is, I mean, the best. Look at the timing. The, be, the best. Perfect. I mean, water clear, high quality, big crystals. So yeah, we're really, really looking wow. forward. We've only been there once. That last last um, August was the first That's time. So exciting. Um, that that we that we went there. So and now mm-hmm. we're going to go there like exclusively because they've got Athena crystals, they've got Phantom crystals. It's just, it's really exciting. Oh I'm getting myself all now excited really now, so I can't wait to, to go back next week. Jeez, I have to come. I have to try to come out in the springtime one. Are you still having one in May? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Pleiadian lineup. i to aim for that one. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, cool. Cool. Thank you. Okay. Well, Maria, thank you so guys. much for uh, for your work on the planet, and thank you thank for spending you. your time with us today. Um, and I hope to see you soon. Thank you. And one quick message to all of the listeners. Always remember that you have the power to create anything you want. Do not ever doubt that. Just want to put that out there. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good thought. And I'm going to hold that in my mm-hmm. heart. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> until we meet again and um, everyone, I thank you, and we thank everyone for listening tonight. As I mentioned earlier, uh, we're going to be three weeks from tonight because we're going to be gone in Arkansas. So October, uh, what did I say before, 26th. We'll be back on October 26th with another show for you. And until then, take care of each other, and remember to hold gratitude in your heart and give compassion whenever you can. Good night, everyone. You've been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com. 